What is up, Crush Crew? I'm Bernadette Joy, your favorite rich auntie and your host of the Crush Your Money Goals podcast. Since starting in 2018, I've paid off $300,000 of debt, built my first million dollars of net worth, and grew from this podcast to a full financial education company that just crossed its first half million dollars in revenue. And along the way, I've met some incredible thought leaders and experts in the fields of personal finance, career, and entrepreneurship. And you will have the joy of meeting one of my favorite people as this season's co-host. Hola, hola. I'm Stephanie Gonzalez, the founder of the Women's Wealth Effect, where I focus my time as an investing and career coach to help women like you reach financial independence with confidence. I'm also a debt-free millionaire after paying off over $420,000 in debt and now live in Portugal with my amazing husband and two children after 15 years climbing the corporate ladder in the global tech industry. Thanks to the investing and career knowledge, I am so passionate about sharing with you. Welcome to season six of Crush Your Money Goals, The Women's Wealth Effect. Hola, hola, everyone. Welcome to today's Crush Your Money Goals podcast, season six, The Women's Wealth Effect. I'm Stephanie, your host today, coming to you solo. And when Bernadette and I were discussing this season and the topics that we wanted to share, I felt like it was important to share a bit about myself and how I came to the point of venturing away from my multi six figure career. Because let me tell you, if you asked me five years ago if I saw myself leaving the tech supply chain, leaving my well compensated role, leaving Singapore, yep crazy rich Asian Singapore, that's right, and all of its conveniences with my family of four, I would have told you there was no way in hell, honestly. But in today's episode, I am going to share the story behind why I started to seriously pursue financial independence. I'm going to walk you through the method that I use to help me create clarity, control, and ultimate confidence with my decision leaving my job. And I'm going to share with you how you can get free access to that tool that I created to help you navigate how you'd like to pursue financial independence on your terms, wherever you are in your career. And before we get into today's episode, I want to remind you that I am not a licensed financial advisor. This information is for educational purposes only, and the projections provided to you in your financial analysis are your hypothesis only. You're responsible for doing your own research on what you invest in and assume the risk that comes with investing in equities. Okay. So let's start off with what was going on for me back in 2019, 2020-ish. I was a little over a year into my expat assignment. I had been working for over a decade at one of the world's top three IT companies and was now a global director in their supply chain based out of Singapore. Joe, my partner, and I moved to Singapore knowing that we wanted to grow our family. So when we initially moved, it was just the two of us. And we did just that. We had our first son in 2019. And I cannot tell you how much my world started to turn upside down. Yes, mom guilt was a real ass thing. And not because I missed being with my son 100% at the time, but because I felt like an absolute ass for enjoying the idea of being able to do my own thing, for hiring help to look after my son, for in a way trying to prioritize me through a lot of the process. I, in a, I somehow just didn't want to lose myself. But I also realized while I was working and getting to do something that, I was, that was truly mine, that work wasn't really giving me the happiness that it used to. There was something about motherhood and balancing being a wife at that time that really started to pull at my heartstrings. And I wanted to work, but I wanted to work on something that made an impact on people's lives, not just working at a corporation, focusing on their bottom line. I wanted the work to really count if I was going to be taking time away from my family to do it. And as I think back, I had an executive coach at the time. She was gathering feedback about me from other global leaders and stakeholders 
about my work, my team's ability to get things done, how I went about my leadership style, how I was able to build global organizations, you name it. And I distinctly remember her giving me feedback from my skip level manager, who was very known for being, how do I put it, blunt, like a tough love leader, which I'm absolutely fine with. I'd rather know what I need to improve on rather than not know. I was one of those individuals that always got feedback like, hey, you're doing a great job. Keep doing what you're doing. And I knew that I wanted more than that. But the thing that in a way broke my spirit at work and changed my mindset on how I put a lot of trust in the leadership that was around me to take care of me or quote unquote, have a significant influence over my life. It changed when I heard what this individual thought about me. He said I wasn't humble, that I was only out for my next title, which was to be a VP at the time, and that I needed to be patient to do my time, stop focusing on something that I wasn't ready for. And here's the thing, that feedback was beyond different than the other feedback I was receiving from everyone else. And I was lucky that my executive coach stopped that leader And at the time, asked him to really consider why did he have these assumptions about me? And the reality was he had made these assumptions about me after having a one-on-one meeting with me almost a year prior. We rarely, rarely met one-on-one where I asked him what his thoughts were about my assignment and if he thought we were going to be moving back to the United States or not. Because newsflash, I had a family to worry about. We were living internationally and planning international moves is not an overnight thing. There were a lot of moving parts. Of course, he quickly backtracked during the feedback discussion with my coach and said that he wanted to get to know me more because he recognized that these assumptions he had made simply weren't true. But for me, I recognized how much trust and faith I was putting in this person's hands and in the leadership around me in general, that no matter how hard I worked, no matter the positive results I helped my team drive or the dual roles that I held, at the time I was actually being asked to cover my global director role that I originally moved to Singapore for until we had found a backfill and then take on another role that was previously held by a VP, a very seasoned VP actually at the time, who was just recently let go. I had to come to terms with the fact that I might not ever be good enough for this person to really get behind. Then at the same time, during Christmas that year, my partner asked me to read a book with him. It was called Quit Like a Millionaire. I'll actually link it in the show notes below so you can check it out. But it was such a great introduction to FIRE. And for those of you that haven't heard about FIRE, it stands for Financial Independence Retire Early. I like to think of it as just independence. It was a good mix of storytelling. It was funny, analytical for my data-loving heart. And after reading that book, I realized that I had a really unique experience. I could take the over decade of planning and forecasting experience I had, and I could apply that to my personal finances. Now, for those of you that may not be familiar with planning and forecasting, at least at large corporations, it's something that many large companies have to do in order to plan things like headcount, marketing spend, cost in their supply chains, ultimately how things navigate around their revenue and profit or impact that, right? And I went from an individual contributor doing this work for notebooks back in like 2012 in North America, to ultimately leading global teams who forecasted parts for things in commodities like batteries, displays, and other technology across the supply chain. And over time, I was given responsibility for the global sales and operations planning process. And this team essentially helped vet plans for GMs and presidents of our company to come together to collaborate. (laughs) Collaboration was always interesting in some of these meetings and make decisions to take specific actions that would generate an outcome. And I think that's the key 
to take specific actions that would ultimately result in an outcome or a forecast, right? A set of assumptions. An example of that would be like during COVID. The supply was tight around the world during COVID. Of course, we all remember that. And my team was asked to help the company decide if we were going to spend multi-million dollars to air freight product across the globe or not. So if I could help a company make billion dollar decisions through assumption and forecast planning, why couldn't I apply the same methodology to my personal finances? So there I was in August, 2021, in the throes of my second maternity leave, now for my second son. And I sat down to build our family's first real independence forecast. And with nine different inputs, I've been able to keep this planner updated about one to two times a year. And it's essentially a living document that helps me and Joe understand how our actions with our money support both our longer term and our shorter term financial goals at a high level. Because let me tell you, when Joe and I realized that we could take the money we had been working so hard to make and intentionally pay off over $420,000 in debt, invest over 350K in both 2021 and 2022, become millionaires, and then have enough invested for me to literally walk away from my beyond now draining job. The feeling of clarity and control and confidence that I experienced was honestly something I had never felt before, even as a multi six figure earner. And I want that to sink in because I know some of you who are high earning women, been working very hard at your careers, there's something still creating some level of fear and anxiety in you. And I want you to explore the idea that really looking at your money through the lens of a forecasted plan could give you some of the clarity, control, and confidence that you're seeking. And I want this for more women because so many of us dove into corporate America on a mission to make something of ourselves, make our families proud, create change. The list goes on. And while all of that is amazing, as women, changes happen in our lives that create real friction with the standard 40-hour work week that was created by men and for men. So what if I could help women navigate the intimate discussion they should be having about their income and finances and give them the opportunity to have choice with the intention that the money they're making could afford them? Because for me, I now had a choice to walk away from the job and the need to have the active income. I could now focus on exploring something that was closer to my heart, which was helping other women, women like me and you try to figure out what it's all for. Okay. So now that I've gotten through my inspirational story, I want to drill into the nine details that go into this independence planner. It's for free. You can go into the link in the show notes or you go to www.womenswealtheffect.com forward slash planner. Go type in your information and you can get access to this free download immediately. So go pause the podcast if you need to do that. But this activity essentially allows you to answer three burning questions. Number one. How much do I need to invest in order to become independent? Number two, how long do I need to invest in order to become independent? And number three, can I become independent early? And let's be honest, I use the word independent versus retirement here because achieving fire is not about retirement only. It's about having enough invested to not have to rely on your active income any longer. So if you want to start or work for a nonprofit, if you want to start your own business, If you want to take some extended period of time away or lean into your work so unapologetically as your true self, you can do all those things. So let's get into the different details about this planner. I trust that you've already downloaded it. Here's the first input, your 401k contributions. And I'm thinking about this from the lens of a woman in corporate America who has an employer that has a 401k or something like a retirement account, like a 401k. Okay. In this section, I want you to type in 
what you're contributing to your 401k each month. This might require a little bit of math here. If you're contributing to your 401k every other week or on a biweekly paycheck basis, but do your best to get close, okay? Sometimes we think of our 401k contributions just as a percentage and we haven't looked at the actual number that we're investing in our 401k. So this could be an eye-opening, go check your, your numbers exercise. You can always update this number in the future. And I put this number in first because it forces you to think how you might be paying yourself first or not paying yourself first. Ask yourself, could I be maxing out my 401k contributions this year? And if I'm not, Do I want to make any changes to do so? In 2023, the 401k contribution max is 22,500. So think about what should I be contributing in order to maximize that tax benefit. And when I talk about taxes, I mean, because you get to contribute to your 401k before taxes. And for many, your employer matches some level of that contribution. So if you aren't contributing up to your employer match, I strongly encourage you to set up a plan to evaluate that. It's one of your benefits and I hope you're taking advantage of it. The second input is your net monthly income. Now, this is the number after you contribute to your 401k, after you get your taxes taken out, and after you pay for your benefits. So it's essentially what you see hit your bank account every month. The thing I love about this part is that after you put this in the planner and see what your projections tell you after you've filled everything out, you can really start thinking about, well, hmm, if I made XYZ amount more, could it help me reach my goal sooner? Do I want to go after that promotion? Should I negotiate more? Do I need to raise my prices if I'm a business owner and charge what I know I'm worth? This is no longer a general, I should be making more money statement. I can actually start putting to paper the details of how much you need to make so you can start building a plan of action towards it, okay? The third input into this process is your monthly expenses. And it's okay if you really haven't paid attention to this number before, but amiga, if you haven't looked at this, the time is now. Okay. Your monthly expenses directly impact your ability to retire or reach independence early. Why? For two reasons. Number one, your expenses dictate how much you may or may not have left over to continue investing. And number two, your expenses play into how much you need to have invested to ultimately walk away from your active income. If you haven't had an honest conversation with yourself about what you're spending, here's my recommendation. One option is if you don't love Excel, And if you're busy, you can use an app like Mint to link your accounts, like your credit cards, your checking accounts, et cetera, and start to look at your last three months worth of spending history. You can categorize your spend. You can set goals. You can start to have an active discussion with yourself about your spending. And if you are happy with what you're spending, or if you're even aware of what you're spending, option two is if you like the more hands-on approach like I am, or at least at the beginning of your journey, you can check out my free mini course. I'll link it in the show notes below. And you can check out my monthly spending tracker. There you can summarize your monthly budget and start tracking what you're actually spending and really have to provide more input yourself personally so that you're more intimately involved in the details. I've personally used both. I use the monthly tracker at the start of our journey, really taking a look at what we're spending. And like I said, getting more intimately involved. And then I eventually moved us into Mint because we're busy. (laughs) I don't have all the time in the world. And I just appreciate the automation more now that I'm looking at a lot more things in our financial journey. Okay. So this takes me to our fourth item. I want you to plug in your monthly expected expenses in retirement or independence mode. And you may be asking yourself, well, Stephanie, didn't I just put in my monthly expenses? Yes, you did. But actually having a conversation with yourself about, well, are my, gonna, are my expenses expected to change in the mode of independence is really important. You may have plans to pay off your house 
You may want to live in a lower cost of living location. You may have a child that's going to be out of the house at that point in time or off to college. In 99% of the discussions I have with my clients, expenses in independence mode differ than this the spend that you have today. So if you don't have that number 100% figured out, that's okay. Simply put in your current spend and come back to this part later. But what this sheet's going to do is it's going to take your expenses in retirement and calculate your fire number. Think of this as your independence number, okay? This is going to take your mo- monthly living expenses in retirement, multiply it by 12. That'll give you your annual living expenses. You're going to multiply that by 25 and you're going to get your fire number. When we get to the end of the planner, you'll see that both the fire number are both in the top graph and in the analysis at the bottom. And I'll explain that a little bit more later. So the fifth input is taking the current value from your investments. When it comes to building a projection, you want to start from a reality state. If you have zero invested, but zero. If you are investing in your 401k and an IRA and something else for some period of time, put that value in. When I first started to do this work with Joe, I loaded my 401k value and my IRA values. And at that time, it was about $350,000. Since then, we sold our Texas home. We invested that money. We invested super heavily in 2021 and 2022, like I mentioned. And now our investments are well over 1.3, 1.4 million-ish, depending on what the market's doing. And feel free to keep multiple versions of this planner because what's really nice is that you can do an initial assessment this year, do it again next year, and see what progress you're making over time. Now, the sixth input is to update your year and your age in the sections provided. So for example, I'm 39 right now, it's 2023, and that'll line up with my current asset value and take some of the inputs to project what I'm expected to have invested in year five, year 10, year 15, et cetera, okay? And I do all this math for you in the sheet. Okay. To get your seventh input, I want you to look at the section in the sheet that tells you your investing potential start. That number is the calculation based on what you put in the sheet so far. So it essentially took the difference between your monthly income, your monthly expenses, and added the amount that you're investing into your 401k. So if you have, let's say, monthly income of 10k and expenses of 8,000, you have left over 2k. And if you were investing 1,500 a month into your 401k, well, then your investing potential start number is $3,500 the 2,000 plus the 1,500, okay? If you're years into your career and earning good income, you may be looking at this and going, geez, I'm spending too much. Or you may say, wow, I can actually invest way more than I thought. It's now here on paper. I should do something about it. You may be telling yourself you need to increase your income. But the point of this exercise is to get you to really look at your reality state because the faster you do this, the faster you can build a plan to take action and move forward, okay? So now that you have this investing potential start number, Take that number and fill it out in the yellow cells in column E and below row 25, okay? If you plan to make changes in your income or spend, you may want to adjust that number up or down in the future years, but have an honest discussion with yourself about what you want that to be so that you can start building a path to get there, okay? Now we're almost at the end. Two more things to go. Hang in there. The eighth data point here is when you pull all the other stuff into the analysis that I haven't given you space to put in yet. Things like, hey, if I get an annual bonus, or I'm expecting RSUs to vest, so now that's a big chunk of income that I get all at one point in time, your pension payouts or other lump sums. Maybe you want to add the employer match that you expect to get and layer in the vesting schedule. After months and months of doing this with my clients, it was super clear that they wanted a catch-all column for lump sum type investments that they could come across. So this is where I want you to put that. The last item that I want you to update, if you choose to do so, is the annual rate of return. Now, this part comes with a little more nuance as you get into really evaluating your investment strategy and goals. 
And of course, I offer support for that, you know, down the line if you choose to do so. But I highly recommend that you follow up on this later if you choose not to update it now. For now, I have loaded 6% as an annual rate of return assumption with a plus or minus 2%, which gives you a low, medium, and high scenario. What this does is it takes your current investment value, it adds what you plan to invest annually, so your monthly contributions plus any of your lump sums, and it does a compound interest calculation for you just like those online interest calculators do, right? The beauty of this planner is you get way more control over the inputs and you get to adjust the inputs over time. Because let's be honest, we have way more nuanced lives than most of the compound interest calculators online provide. And the other data point that I want you to think about is, you know, the total U.S. stock market delivers a rate of return of about 8% annually and the S&P 500 performs at 10%. So if you're looking into index funds or ETFs that track those indexes, you may want to pay attention more to your high scenario in this sheet, assuming that you kept the same 6% in the mid because that's around the 8% return scenario. Okay. And now with these nine pieces of information loaded, you can look at two things in the nice chart at the top. It tells you over time what your low, medium, and high scenarios are for your investments. Assuming that you start with a specific number, you've contributed over time monthly, maybe you have some lump sums, and you have that annual rate of return giving you some numbers, right? And the nice thing about low, medium, and high scenarios is the market isn't 100% consistent every single year. There are fluctuations, but this gives you kind of some flexibility to look at in terms of your planning scenarios and gives you a sense of what your worst case, maybe your best case could be. Again, this is all hypothesis. So forecasts are just as accurate as they are whenever you hit go, right? And when those investments that you see over the course of that 30-year horizon surpass your fire number line, That's essentially telling you when you have reached a level of independence to not have to live off of your active income anymore. And your FIRE number means you can withdraw 4% of that number annually, then divide it by 12 so you can get your monthly number. But you can live off about a 4% withdrawal with 95% certainty or more or 3% with even more certainty, right? And it's all based off the Trinity study that these professors at Trinity University put together. I'll link the Trinity study in the show notes too if you wanna do some additional research. But imagine that, pause for a second. How would you literally feel if you could see your financial future roadmap in front of you? Instead of looking at those dusty investment PDFs that have charts telling you how past performance is, that actually shows you what your actions today, next year, and the year beyond could mean if you executed and committed to this plan. So your action today is to check out the link in the show notes below and download my free independence planner, or you can go to www.womenswealtheffect.com forward slash planner. Here's what some of the women in the Women's Wealth Effect community are saying about the downloaded planner that they downloaded last year. Bear Sand said, the most easy to use and understand financial planning tool I've ever used. Tatiana801 says, I've been taking baby steps to become financially independent through many different resources. The planner gave me what I wanted, the numbers to focus on. This planner gave me more focus and motivation. It's awesome. Art of Life Ranjami, and I really apologize if I I know I did not do that name right. This has been so helpful in figuring out projections for different scenarios as I move from debt-free to coast fire to full relax early. Thank you. And when your good friend, Gene Madden, the chief marketing officer at Tyndall calls you literally screaming on the phone, telling you we've made more progress than I gave us credit for. The amount of fear and anxiety was lifted for me by doing this. I can't thank you enough. I should have done this sooner. Yeah. I really had a smile on my face that day. I I couldn't even 
describe how it felt. But I'm leaving you guys with that today. That's all I have. I can't wait to see what you discover about your financial independence path. Until next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crush Your Money Goals Season 6, The Women's Wealth Effect. Please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this podcast. Your feedback helps us spread the wealth of knowledge to more women like you. If you'd like to work with me to help you create clarity, control, and confidence with your financial independence journey, you can snag my free early retirement planner at womenswealtheffect.com forward slash planner. And if you'd like to work with me to kickstart your financial freedom plan, you can grab my free guide on the 10 money tools you need right now at crushyourmoneygoals.com slash free guide. Stay tuned for the next episode.